0: what's up guys welcome to the first episode of the weird and strange cast today we're talking about the jameson family mystery i'm excited to bring this one to you these cases are some of my favorites the ones that really just make no sense at all so today we'll take a deep dive into theories circumstances everything about the situation just in general but yeah so this is just kind of the story ish really because there really isn't too much of an actual story to tell here but it's a lot of theorizing and looking into a a potential story or a a lot of potential stories so it's about a family the jameson family who lived in uh eufaula oklahoma and the incredible amount of questions and lack of evidence as to what happened to them during the investigation so at the end we'll get into all the theories and with the public as well as like close family members and things like that we're thinking at like the time and like a little bit later on after the disappearance but before we do that we'll hop into a little bit of background about ufala as a city slash town something something like that so our story takes place in eufaula a small city in McIntosh County in eastern Oklahoma, population just about under three thousand people. The name comes from um, an old tribe, I guess, that was in the area, and it was a part of the Muscogee, apologies if I just butchered the shit out of that Creek Confederacy, a group of indigenous people who were forced off their land in Oklahoma, and I guess the the group itself is. The people who remained in the area after the rest were forced off the land um after oklahoma was officially made a state ufala joined the newly formed um, mcintosh county so this is like a bit later than that i think in like 1898 or 89 and then ended up finding that the nearby town of Checotah wanted to be the official county seat and this spawned a war between the two from 1907 to 1909. And County Legislature had designated the town of Checotah as the new county seat, but the records and everything still remained in Ufala. They asked for Ufala to give them the records and Ufala refused. All the residents and townspeople were like, nope, psych, these are ours. And this eventually led to a war, as you can imagine. But what ended up kind of sprouting from this is Chekata actually sent a group of armed men. So, like, rifles and guns and, you know, we're like, hey, we're going to forcefully seize these records from you. And again, Ufala was like, nope, psych, and beat them back after shooting back. And a year later, Ufala stood... Triumphant as the city was designated the McIntosh County permanent seat. So, forever will you follow hold that seat, and that is just wonderful. Also, completely unrelated to like all of this, more or less, but um, I don't know who else watched Dirty Jobs as a kid, like just because it was just on, and I kind of liked it to be honest with you. But as I was researching for this episode, I saw that they filmed two episodes in Ufala itself one being called the worm dung farmer <laughs> so just from some context clues i'm gonna take a wild jump and assume there was not a whole lot to do out in Ufala. but the city does apparently host a really cool 4th of july fireworks show over lake Ufala each year and that's that's pretty neat i can get down with that so we've done the where now let's get to the who the jameson family was a small family of three uh bobby jameson his wife Sherilyn jameson and their daughter madison jameson they were all looking to settle down somewhere new a bit further outside of the city a bit more off the grid per se i will note that um i found just about every source online saying that the family lived in eufaula oklahoma and not the same named city in alabama yet The only reason I'm mentioning this is because two sources did say that it was Alabama and not Oklahoma, and I figured this was just worth mentioning. So basically, they were looking to buy a plot of land located near the Sands Bios Bios Mountains. I don't know about that one in southeastern Oklahoma. They had apparently planned to move into a storage container that they had back on their other property on Lake Eufaula or Eufaula Lake, like whichever or after they were planning on moving it to the new property and living in there. And from what I understand, this isn't like a tiny home situation. Um more is on the lines of wilderness survival kind of deal like a slightly more comfortable camping i guess you could call it um but so basically that was their plan and they went to go view it on october 8th 2009 the family parked their truck and went on a short walk using their gps to find a nearby area to assumingly just kind of relax and view the property that they were checking out to buy. I mean, you know, you're looking to spend a good amount of money on a place you're going to live, especially 40 acres, you know, why not explore some of it? Because that makes total sense, you know, why not? And, um, it's worth noting that they were seen by another man who lived up in the mountains. Um, couldn't find his name, doesn't really seem to exist anywhere, so I'm assuming it's not super relevant, but, um... It does appear that he is the last person to have seen them alive. Um, he claimed to only see them and nobody else in the area around that time. So I'm not really sure if, like, we should really stress too much about what this guy, you know, may may have done or maybe have seen. Because, I mean, police didn't find it important enough to even find out the guy's name. I highly doubt it's really important what he was doing at that time. I'm assuming they cleared him of any sort of suspicion or whatever, because it just, you know, feel like something would have come up by now. But regardless, um, the mountain man, this was the last time they were ever seen, and the GPS tracking shows that they had gone back to the truck and, like, driven a little ways, and then I guess they had just pulled over, seemingly... You know, GPSs don't know why people do what they do, so it just shows that they stopped. But they pulled over, stopped, and um apparently got out of their trucks. And then, I guess, nobody really knows like what could have exactly taken place at this point in time. That's why I said it's kind of hard to tell a story about this part. But more or less, um, the truck was left there for seven days or eight days and um found by some hunters who were in the area and it ended up containing the the family's dog inside so the hunters broke in to get the dog out and as they're looking through this truck they find the ids of um both bobby and marilyn and they find um money, they find their phones, they find their GPS, they find all kinds of things, things that you would take with you if you planned on going somewhere, like if you had known that you weren't going to be coming back to this truck, for example, like the dog, you know, one of the things that you would take with you, I would most certainly hope. But I, I digress. Regardless, it gets to the point where they called the police and the police come. And everybody's trying to figure out initially just what, what could have happened. Like, so they're investigating the scene itself and nobody really understands what could have happened because again all of their things were in the car so like all of their money their cards their IDs everything so if they needed gas you know it would make sense but who who doesn't bring money to go get gas and then you could argue maybe he had cash in his pocket but then again why leave the dog just let the dog come out for a walk and why does the whole family of three go for gas like, you know, there's a lot of things that don't really just make sense here, and, like, you could assume maybe, oh, they all left, um, something was wrong with the car, and you wouldn't know until you try to turn it on, which is a fair argument, but that kind of thing also, again, doesn't make sense, because if they left to go somewhere, they would take all of their things. So it's just overall confusing scene, just in general. But the other confusing part about the scene itself is that nobody saw any sign of any kind of struggle, so it wasn't like any obvious, oh, they even stopped suddenly, because they they didn't, there was no sign of any of that, because you can't, nothing flew forward, for example, no tire tracks, no skid marks, nothing like that, nothing to indicate that they suddenly stopped for some kind of emergency. The only thing that suggests as to why they stopped would be is if they I mean I could say for example like if I had to pee I would pull over so this is one of those situations where it's kind of like up to the discretion of whoever is theorizing at that point because you can't really prove one thing or another it's just a matter of like oh well it could have been this it could have been that and it could have been this thing and that leaves everybody in a weird spot because guessing at kind of stuff like that is hard. So, what's odd here to me is just overall the whole reason of why they were pulled over in the first place. It's not like there was a flat tire, there's no obvious reason. So, the first thing my mind went to is like, oh, do they know somebody and like recognize a car, or um, did somebody pull them over, or somebody flashing lights in like a way that maybe they thought somebody needed help, um, law enforcement, you know, things like that. The reasons that you would pull over and it wouldn't look like something bad happened right away you know what i mean like there's got to be some sort of reason that they had just initially pulled over and i'm sure knowing that would help point investigators into a much better direction but that's one of those things that is completely unknown in this case, and that's what makes things about this particular one so difficult to figure out or even speculate at what happened. Also, let's talk about the thirty-two thousand dollars cash they found inside the car, with the IDs, phones, GPS, etc., everything that the family would have needed to, you know, arguably one of the theories, start a new life. Um, all the stuff you would need. So, the family, both the um, Bobby and Marilyn were on disability. I believe Bobby was for a back injury, and I can't remember why Marilyn was, but they both were. So, neither of them had a lot of money coming in at the time, and $32,000 cash is, like, a, a good amount of money for a family of three with one child who are both on disability, and from what their family and friends say that they relatively did kind of struggle with money before this so it seems really unlikely that they had a savings of $32,000 just kind of lying around which led a lot of people to initially think maybe drugs were involved especially with um one of the other theories pertaining to Bobby's father being a meth kingpin of sorts (laughs) and um yeah there's there's a lot of very interesting theories in this case in particular um but again just family and friends didn't really see a reason as to why they would have this much money and didn't really understand that like how if they had it why would they have it with them and if this was drug related why would the daughter be with them and why would the dog be with them and why would they be so casual about the way everything was going on seemingly as like nothing was disturbed or like thrown around nobody like jolted the car to a stop really quickly everything was just lightly placed as it was as if you were driving and just pulled over normally so overall just completely weird situation but we get into uh the police arriving and all that they look through everything they find all of this stuff and initially a 310 person search party was filed ground and air nothing turned up like absolutely nothing they um they covered a basically like perfect search of the like the so the truck as a um radius point like right in the center uh we have a five mile radius in the entire surrounding area woods trails everything was um covered by everybody over the following week and absolutely nothing was found and nobody had any idea what was going on i know this is gonna seem like kind of a jump but we're gonna fast forward about three and a half four years and we have some hunters, again, walking through the area of the woods about 2.7 miles away from where the truck was found. They run into the partial remains of a human body, all bones, and after calling police and them having the site excavated, everything ended up showing us that there were three total bodies, two adults, and one female child the bodies were later identified through dna i'm pretty sure it's dna or dental records um, that identified them as the family so we we now know here that the family had died um for sure uh, quite a long time ago so it wasn't like they had recently turned up still flesh it was we were talking years like these were bones it was it was proven that they had died relatively recently to the date of their disappearance through dating so it's not like there's any question about how much longer did they survive after the truck was like you know missing things like that but there is the question of how were they not found during this like intense search that was done during the following like week or so of the that massive area which And and to mention where they were found was 2.7 miles from the truck within that obvious radius. So it's not that they wouldn't have seen where they were. Like they had even said where they had found them that they had checked that area and that it had been looked through and nothing was there. And uh, it's arguable that people say rain washed mud over the bodies um, before the search. Because in the eight days since the mountain man, we'll call him, had seen them and um, when their truck was found, there was a slightly like heavier than average rainstorm going on. But it it was not really like so bad that it's going to kill people (laughs) or or provide conditions that are enough that could get people killed or, or have people kill themselves through negligence like slipping and hitting rocks or something like that this was just a heavy rainstorm this wasn't some sort of like air tsunami like it really wasn't that big of a deal and and it's been noted that these were relatively outdoorsy people even based on the collection of belongings they had on them in the in the truck i guess arguably not on them because one of the theories is that they just got lost and that they died of hypothermia um and this is is kind of bogus sounding to me but it's one of those you know things that's really up to conditions and it's hard to say for certain what actually you know is or isn't going to be a problem until you're kind of put into that situation um seeing as nothing was really found around the bodies and tools and stuff like that or metal so they would survive the test of time so you'd think you'd find something around them but nobody really did so it was just the bodies. Um, you can assume that even with outdoorsy skills, 40 degree weather, which is um, shown by the farm- farmer's almanac, to be the around average temperature of that time was not that cold. And even if it's raining, like I highly doubt hypothermia is going to be the concern for an outdoorsy family living in Oklahoma. That's not really something you're too surprised with you know what i mean some intense weather is pretty expected so it's not really that shocking and kind of surprising to me if they were to have been incapacitated by the storm you know what i mean it doesn't really make too much sense but also on top of all of this none of the bones showed any sign of like struggle trauma damage things like that and yes um all three skeletons were incomplete but, um, the county coroner officially did say that the provided parts of the skeletons, which were significant portions, did not show any sign of damage or trauma to the bones themselves, leaving him to have to write a death, uh, cause of death that said unknown, but he could not find any signs of trauma on what he had to look at it. So it's, you know, we're here with three incomplete skeletons no noticeable cause of death no reason for why they should be where they are and no reason for how they had taken so long to be just discovered in general and it's just kind of like feeling this fire of like people wanting answers and investigators being just as stumped as everybody else because nobody can really Do anything until there's more information brought. So it starts to kind of like leave things in a spot where people have to start theorizing their own way. And that's kind of where we're heading next. People started going all over the place with some interesting theories, um, some a little bit more like viable than others, but most of them not really having like clear things saying there's no way this could have happened because most of them are relatively plausible in the grand scheme of things if you think about just average life if you're you know but anyways getting into the prevailing theories so one of the biggest ones was um and this was actually supported by the mother i believe mother-in-law of um bobby jameson i believe it was his yeah his mother-in-law and, uh, his wife's mother, who said that, uh, his father was in business with, um, cartels or drug, like, drug-related crimes with gangs and, um, something to do with the Mexican mafia, and basically there wasn't too much merit to this theory, as you can imagine. It was more or less he said, she said, and it's basically just more or less explaining why he had so much money on him and maybe that he had gotten close to discovering something or was threatening to rat him out like stuff like that and then when that statement came out you know, that was the last straw for his father. It is basically what a lot of people are trying to say is what they think happened. And and while completely possible, um, there was never ever any evidence found, one, that this theory is true, but two, that his father even had anything to do with um, meth or drugs or the Mexican Mafia. It was never actually proven that there was anything tying him to this and the more likely thing is that currently if people were to blame his father the more likely thing to believe is that um it were over the lawsuit that Bobby Jameson was filing against his father and this was over um his occasional work at a gas station his father owned and promised him half of the profits to and when the profits never came he opted to sue his father so He sues him, but it should be noted that the family was known for suing um, for, for the fun of it, more or less. Uh, they were noted at three different lawsuits in the past like two years or something like that um, relating just to different companies and sort basically they pulled those stupid little scams where like you walk into somewhere and slip and fall and be like oh no we're gonna sue you know and they like actually went through with it that kind of stuff like I, I don't remember his particular um cases of what he sued for because I'd obviously just didn't care enough to look into something like that. That seems kind of tedious. But um I did know that he has done this three times before in the past, and I'm sure part of the reason they may be on disability might be related to something like that. But you never really know with stuff like that, unless you were the person. So it's kind of hard to speculate at something like that. But the other idea here is that maybe the gangs forced his father to do something and you know or maybe the gangs took it upon themselves to go do something but the account from Mr. Mountain Man here kind of backs up that this theory might not exactly be all there because we still have him saying he hasn't seen a single person and i mean he lives up there you know he doesn't really have too much to do i imagine he does spend a lot of time paying attention to the like few roads that are in the area and i you know it may be the case where he can see the only road that people have to take and eh, it's possible and while there wasn't um, camera footage of a whole mountain, there was CCTV of the family packing their belongings into their car, and it just uh, it just looks so strange. It's very odd to watch them, because the the body mannerisms are really is just what is most disturbing. Kind of looking, it's not really like the creepiest thing you've ever seen, but if you weigh the gravity of what you know is coming next, it does make it seem that much more strange and that led people to make cult theories and religious theories and theories about a third person being there actually during the time of the like cctv recording and just not actually being on the camera itself um which is is possible in theory you know doesn't seem a thousand percent likely, but it it can't be proven not, so it, it's possible. But for the most part, like I kind of also like to chalk some stuff up to people are just kind of strange sometimes. And I mean, you also got to think about the situation. Like if you're packing up your entire life, just go, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna go somewhere else. Like I'd probably stop and stare off into the sunset for a second, or like just stare into the window of my car, kind of see myself and just be like oh shit what, what am i what am i doing like what's going on here this is a lot to to just unpack all all at once like this is kind of a bit much and and you know i so i would chalk up some of that stuff to just people reacting to things in different ways which to be fair it it happens so like you know who really it's not really that big of a deal but again that's just one of those things you can't really predict how it's gonna go like you, you don't know until you are put in those shoes i guess is the best way to explain that and it's also like one of those things like if they really were just picking up to just dip like forever and like go start a new life so even ignoring the fact that like you know all the stuff in their truck da 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 ignore that like for a minute just think like what it takes to go do that because you're not only just picking up and moving you or even you and your wife you are also picking up and moving your kid so like the situation becomes a lot more intense if you think about it that way because not only are you moving to do what you want to do or because you feel like you need to you also feel like you're uprooting the life of your child like that kind of thing and it and it weighs heavily on the children who you know get impacted like you, you notice that people who moved a lot when they were younger said that they didn't really like it but a lot of the kids who did grew up in one house wished, hey i kind of wish I moved once or twice it would have been cool to see different areas but all the kids who moved around a lot were A lot less of a fan of that kind of thing. At least in my personal experience, everybody I knew who had moved around when I was younger didn't really like it. And I get that from, you know, not being able to set roots in one specific area. So that that makes sense, you know. And I didn't really love my town growing up. At least not the town itself. I liked the people, some of them. But I didn't really love the town itself. So I guess I didn't have as much of a relation to that feeling but either way i I do see where it can come from what could pull this family out of their car all three of them without some sort of like struggle being noticeable anywhere or not even struggle but like stress indicators like nothing is thrown anywhere everything is neat and clean in this truck like they all just casually pulled up to mcdonald's and were like fuck yeah let's go get some mcdoubles like it doesn't make any sense it's like they just wanted to get out of the truck so either they are very calm in the face of like robbers or people pointing a gun to them or they just pulled over and got out of the car willingly and left the dog because they thought they'd be back within a minute or two and that's like my prevailing theory as far as the reason i think they got out of the car i think they got out for an unknown reason but I believe that their intention was to get back at least relatively quickly and I mean like I can imagine like hey you you see the sunset through the trees and you want to pull over and take a nice picture that that makes complete sense like you know I've done that plenty of times to take pictures of things that I thought were cool and I have pulled over on the highway. And just thrown on the hazards just to take pictures before so like I get that kind of thing that makes sense so to me it seems more like something like this and not something mysterious and I think just some sort of accident happened but what it is is really hard to tell because there's nothing that really goes like, oh, well, the bones were, you know, the leg was broken. So somebody fell, you know, like, and then like, you could say they all followed and none of them listened to each other when they kept saying, stop coming this way. And they just kept falling and breaking their legs. And then they all, I don't know, but out, you know, like something like that, but it would be obvious because you can see that in the damage on the bodies. Granted, they're incomplete, but for the most part, They looked perfect and undamaged, at least not from an outside source kind of thing. So that just kind of leaves you right on an edge where you keep kind of starting a theory and you just kind of get shot down really quickly into it. And the investigators found the exact same problem, obviously. So it just kept getting more and more confusing. And like, it doesn't really make any sense to the people who are trying to figure out even just starting from the beginning where everything went wrong and really the only other thing I feel like I can comfortably say like this is like a really solid explanation is like humans are weird man like we're all weird and I'm strange too like I I have pulled over in a 45 where where there's like maybe uh, six or seven feet of breakdown lane and just to pick up a piece of plastic because that day I was feeling particularly connected to the trees you know as I was driving so like I can see stuff like that making sense to to them in the moment you know like oh shit or like maybe there's something that we didn't know about that was there you know it's it's hard to always tell maybe there were animals on the road or there was a deer or like you know, a moose, and they wanted to take a picture, or just not total their car, and, you know, there's a lot of possible things, and I feel like chalking it up to humans being strange and just reacting to things weirdly is, I mean, kind of like a, a, a backed into a corner, fuck it, this is what I'll accept kind of response, but I feel like it's also oftentimes, like, so valid in these situations, where, like, it makes so much more sense that this person was just, in the moment seeing something and getting a strange reaction from it that's just different than what you think so when you hear their actions it just makes absolutely no sense to you and you know it's just really common think about all the strange things you do throughout your day where you just randomly stop and look at something or listen to something or just stare at somebody without even realizing it like if, there are a lot of times where other people around you find you strange just like you find people around you strange it's i guess hard to explain and i probably don't really understand it perfectly but that's the gist i get is everybody's weird i think another really weird part about this case is that it's like relatively recent right like 2009 was not that long ago and if you think about it um their bodies weren't found until four years later so this is 2013 so we're not looking at like a time in like the 90s or like 80s where like there's not a lot of technology around like they were able to identify these people instantly that wasn't an issue it's just figuring out what the hell went down is nearly impossible because nobody seems to know and nobody seems to have any information beyond the bare minimum of what was found that day so nobody can really lead to any sort of conclusion beyond like yeah what what they found happened and that's pretty much that's pretty much it so like more or less between the dad and the gas station money thing and that's like pretty much one of the only viable other theories that I think could be possible but that also means that the dad has to have killed the son and or and or hired somebody to do so that person would have had to been really good at covering their tracks and not to mention the dad's brother did stick up for him saying, well, I don't think he was in the greatest mental place at the time. I don't think he was capable of doing so um, along the lines of that in a quote. So, and this was to like, I believe a news company. So this was like, he made this public and he wasn't afraid to stick up for him. I don't think that and and investigators quickly dropped him as a suspect after clearing him so i really don't think there's anything beyond that i i feel like it would have been pretty cut and dry if the um if the father had done something and i feel like there would have been something leading back to him because like i said this is 2009 so there's a lot of ways to access information and i think what is the most likely theory is the next one is an fbi cover-up through witness protection which i think is completely possible to be fair because if you think about it if the there's going to be somebody who is going to be willing to leave thirty two thousand dollars cash that nobody even knew that a family even had so if somebody's willing to leave all of that somewhere like they must be perfectly set and not a lot of people are like that so, especially I feel like in this particular area of where they were trying to move to, not a lot of people would turn down $32,000. And I don't think anyone really anywhere would like, it's $32,000. If you just found that in a bag, no questions asked, would would you really go turn that in? Like, really? Because, no, I, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a big ask in my opinion. <laughs> To turn that over, knowing that I'm not gonna get a cent of it if I do, and the, you know, and I mean, I feel like sometimes it could be for the, you know, for the right thing. But like, what if I donated half of it to charity? Like, cause I know it's not gonna go to charity if I give it to them. So like, i might it's probably if anything, if it doesn't go back to whoever's it is, it's going to back going to go to the police department or something within the town, and unless it goes to the roads, I don't really give a shit, and I'd rather go donate some of it to charity, and then, like, I don't know, get some snacks for the house, some stuff like that, you know, I could use stuff like that, why not, anyways, um, basically, The thought process here is that not a lot of people leave that money behind. The FBI doesn't need money, but they can leave the money behind to insinuate that it's a drug-related crime, which, I mean, if you think about it, to be fair, works pretty well because that's pretty much the main consensus between most people, even as of right now, is that it's a drug-related crime because of the money. So if that was the goal, it was achieved, and I mean, if you think about it, the... It makes sense because they wouldn't have found skeletons in the initial search party, which would have drawn attention away from the case just as a whole, letting it go cold. And then three or four years later, when people are still asking questions, they turn up some bodies and it turns out these are the bodies of the people. And, you know, if it is a witness protection thing, I'm sure they could tell the public a lie like, yeah, DNA matched. Yep, sure. You know, I don't know how that works and I don't know if that's illegal for them to do, but All I know is I feel like it seems relatively possible. And if there are any, like, major holes you can poke in that story, definitely, like, let me know. Because that's, like, the theory I'm, like, leaning towards the most. Other than, like, I I don't know, they all tripped and hit their head at the same fucking time. Because I I really can't figure out anything else that really makes actual, like, consistent sense with all of the very small amount of evidence, but also just like the context clues of like the situation, the people, the area, just everything. It just doesn't really make too much sense and none of the theories really can cover every single corner. So if you have some ideas, definitely throw some out because, you know, it, it would definitely help my brain a little bit to try to understand this a little bit more. And if somebody else knows, that would be helpful. But another one is, which I think is probably the least likely in my opinion, is a murder-suicide so apparently there was a very strange 11 page letter that was described as a hate letter written from Maryland to Bobby and there was also another written letter this one mentioning um, death uh, I couldn't find the actual letter itself but the police report saying it was a quote letter mentioning death found in the home so this was I guess substantiated by the um, was it town uh, sheriff saying yes they were a family obsessed with death um, so I don't know what this really could point to I guess they also had a witch Bible in the home but it was said that Marilyn said she bought it as a joke um, you know like I get that because I think jokes are funny. And I buy things all the time that I do not use. And I buy things all the time that I would never give to anybody normally. But because there's some sort of joke I can make about it that the other person I know will find funny. Then yeah I'll buy it because you know why not. But um I guess it was stated by Marilyn's mother that she was bipolar and potentially not medicated. So people speculated based on this that it's not out of the realm of possibility that she could have had a psychotic break and um basically the thought process was that she asked them to get out of the car and they walked you know a little ways thinking oh we're just gonna go on a little walk real quick and then she kills them both but again it's it's really because she had a pistol that um was in the car at some point prior to this i guess it was supposed that she kept it in the car maybe the holster for it was in the car however this pistol was never found anywhere like home car woods nowhere like literally nowhere so it was never found at all so people started to question whether or not that this was possible and and maryland's mother said while she believed that she was bipolar did not believe that she was capable of doing something like that so i don't really agree with the possibility of this as a theory i mean it's it's literally technically possible but it seems less realistic than the other theories and to be honest with you the only really viable ones in my eyes are the drug crimes and the federal cover-up and then maybe that they like I said tripped and all hit their heads at once but again none of it really seems conclusive and nothing seems to really give me a solid comfortable feeling about what happened here but all around it's kind of just this big ass confusing mess but that's more or less it even to this day nobody really has any new information and this is just a lot of internet, you know, theorist speculation, like people just kind of trying to guess at what they think happened. And that's pretty much all I was really doing today and spreading the message, you know, because who knows, maybe somebody knows something or something will come up eventually. And maybe there's a piece of something in the woods somewhere around there that we'll find one day. You never really know. So at the end of the day, it's kind of unsolved, but it will be a cold case for, I imagine, a good amount of time, to be honest, as there really isn't much going for it and and nothing's really new. Nothing's really leading towards anywhere and it doesn't really seem like it's going to be. But that pretty much wraps up our first episode today around the uh, Jameson family disappearance, mystery, murders, maybe, whatever you want to call it you know it can honestly fit pretty much all of those categories and more so more or less though uh i hope you guys all enjoyed and i if you have any suggestions or anything at all that um you would recommend or any stories you want to suggest any other theories to this case you want to suggest feel free to shoot an email at the at gmail.com or um, go over to Twitter at the WS cast to check out there. I upload um, or I tweet about uploads i will be uploading the youtube version of this episode within a day or two so stay tuned for that go over to youtube at the ws cast and subscribe there if you're a spotify listener take a look at the polls and questions i'll be putting on um, just about i'm trying to do one for every episode and the polls i'm trying to do here and there so let me know give me some feedback on those if we are interested or not and stuff like that Other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for coming by and take it easy.